Porn Free Radio, episode 115. Have you ever been listening to Porn Free Radio and I say something that you just totally disagree with? Or have I ever, you know, said something kind of definitive or challenging and you kind of even got pissed off at me? Well, in today's episode, I share two letters uh, from listeners who disagree with something I've said uh, and give me some feedback about it. It's a good show, and I'll warn you, I get a little fired up. Actually, let me rephrase that. I get a lot fired up. So let's start the show. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. All right, welcome back to Porn Free Radio. As you know, I got my Dunkin' Donuts coffee here. It's not a joke, not a commercial, totally true. Got a huge Dunkin' Donuts coffee and I I got an apology to make. I literally just spent about 20 minutes watching freestyle videos of guys just rapping off the dome, talking <laughs> and rapping. And uh, I even spent some time just listening to a couple of my favorite raps and just rapping into the mic, the very mic that I'm recording the podcast in right now. And uh, it was pretty bad. I got to admit, uh, you know, I had Rap Genius up the, the website and I was looking at the lyrics. So I actually had the lyrics in front of me. I was still missing bars. I was still literally missing whole lines of songs that I've you know, listened to my entire life. And um, so I am not a great rapper. I just, I guess I just love great rap. Um, I love great rap. So that, you know, anyway, but, but I'm amped up and I started recording this podcast, and I think it was because I had been watching the freestyles. I just got excited about doing this podcast. I want to uh, catch up on some emails. Uh, I've gotten a couple emails since episode uh, 114 dropped last week. Listen to this, like dropped, like 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 I dropped a mixtape. <laughs> See, I'm just influenced because I was like, I was just like listening to all the rest to all the rap songs so yeah when episode 114 dropped yo 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 what up what up no um anyway uh when it dropped uh i got an email i got a number of emails uh last week guys you know i was i did an episode last week um just on smartphones and and smart devices and it was kind of more of a mindset i kind of did a little switcheroo on you like i it was more like a mindset uh thing rather than tactical uh strategic so uh, anyway, I got a couple of emails and not all of them were, were, were totally uh, complimentary. So I wanted to share one from Ryan that came in and, and, you know, give Ryan a chance to give some feedback on the show. He said, Hey Matt, I just listened to episode today on smart devices and gadgets. One thing that struck me about all of these restrictions and steps and blocking are what it takes to stay free from porn. Aren't we missing a step? I understand that this solution may be what it takes for some, but isn't it just a temporary band-aid? If month after month, this is what we're doing, aren't we just treating the symptoms rather than attempting to crack the disease? Shouldn't we be looking, uh, shouldn't we be look, looking at why we feel the need to look, finding a way to fill the void 
we are trying to fill with porn with something else that's healthy. Anyways, just my thoughts. Keep on podcasting. It's pretty good. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> that's right. I mean, thanks, Ryan. He wrote that at the end. Thanks, Ryan. Well, I, I get it, Ryan. You know, that's why there was 113 episodes before this episode. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time talking about why we do this, talking about what's missing. You know, I mean, a favorite uh, quote that I have from Craig Para is, you know, to to break a habit, you have to make a habit. So a lot of this show, a lot of Porn Free Radio is about making habits. Now, to your actual th- question about you know, isn't this just a Band-Aid if we're just putting up these restrictions and we have to do this month after month? Isn't it just temporary? Well, here's the thing. I really think that it's a combination. I think in order, especially at the beginning, to get sobriety, to get some basic recovery, you need to, to take things really seriously and need to put restrictions, things that add friction uh, to your life to put between you and the porn. Now, I've talked about this lots of times about how even in the older days when I was struggling with pornography, you, know, you used to have to go out and buy it. You used to have, there were all these obstacles you had to do to actually get porn. And there were some nights that you just went to bed sober because you were too tired to go outside or, too, or didn't have any money. Uh, and we don't have that now. So when we talk about smart devices and smart gadgets, the things that are going to actually keep us from just making impulse decisions are going to be some of these restrictions that we talked about. It's not that they, they don't fix the problem. Oh, no. And that's why there's a whole bunch of episodes on Porn Free Radio about going to the deeper roots and dealing with that kind of stuff. Um, but look, here's another way to look at it. A, a guy who's trying to get sober from alcohol doesn't have a, a beer, a fridge full of beer, right? It's like, a guy who's getting clean of alcohol, a lot of times will get rid of alcohol in his house, won't have it anywhere in the house just because he knows himself. He knows that like, yeah, he, when he's going out to work and when he's going to meetings, he's feeling pretty confident. But late at night when he's just sitting around by himself, that beer in the fridge would be calling out to him. And it's the same with us. We want to get rid of the beer in the fridge. We want to get rid of the, I can just go snack on whatever uh, whenever I feel a temptation, you know, we want to get rid of that. So the way you do that is with some of the restrictions that I talked about. And believe me, here's the cool thing about it. When you get good restrictions in place, when you get the right type of tools in place, it totally relieves your obsessive mind. So just like the guy who, just like the alcoholic who had a, who would have a fridge full of beer, would be sitting watching TV thinking, gosh, I wish I had a beer. You know, I, I have a whole bunch of beer in the fridge. He'd be, it'd be sort of going through his head. Like that's always an option. There's a beer in the fridge. You can just go get a beer. You feel a little anxiety, go get a beer, right? It's the same with us. When we have open loopholes, when we have parts of our um, environment that have uh, porn really easy, really accessible, when we are sitting watching TV, when we're just you know, just dealing with the stress of our life, whatever it is, boredom, uh, anxiety, anger, it's always an option. And so it kind of plays with our obsessive mind. So when we put the good, strong um, uh, restrictions on, when we put some of those tools that we talked about in episode 114, when we put them on, boom, that obsessive thinking uh, goes away. I'm, I'm literally serious. It goes away. It's because we close the, the door on it 
and our mind just moves on other things. There's just more sanity. So that's what I'm really talking about in episode 114 is getting that mindset of taking responsibility, locking things down so that you can focus on the deeper stuff, so that you can deal with what's really coming up. Um, it's really hard to get that emotional recovery, to get that deeper uh, change when you keep acting out and relapsing. So Ryan, I hope that helps. All right, I'm gonna get to the next email. There's one other email that I got this week. I got a few emails, but I wanted to read one other uh, that came in. And this comes from Jack. And again, there's some feedback here. There's a, there's a something to, for me to consider, and I wanna wanna share it and give some feedback. And this is this comes from Jack. He said, "Hi Matt, I discovered your podcast shortly after the new year, and I've been listening to an episode a day in my car in order." and have just recently caught up to real time. I'm looking forward to new episodes, although it feels odd to have to wait. The next episode has always been ready and waiting for download. I'll have to get used to that and perhaps fill in by re-listening to some older ones. I'm writing you to make a request or maybe a plea. I'll get into it in a moment. I'm someone who's had a lifelong relationship with porn for nearly 40 years, perhaps as an addiction, perhaps as an obsession, Perhaps it's just a bad habit. I would meet some of the criteria defining it as addiction, but not others. I don't blame porn for any of the problems in my life. Um, I see porn as one of several symptoms of my problems. So I'm not able to answer the question you've posed in several episodes, namely, what has porn cost me in my life? Nonetheless, I do have a why, and that is my wife even though she knows little or nothing about it. It's simply wrong and unfair of me to continue to use porn while we are together. In 15 years of marriage, this is the only thing uh, that I have taken in secret from her. She is fine, a fine, loving person, a good mother, a good wife, and a good friend. She deserves better. And though I have long rationalized using porn, I suspect that she would be hurt if she knew. So Matt, I'm pleased to report that I have 100 days clean and that you are an important part of that. This is by far the longest stretch since being a teenager and has been entirely due to a series of in-the-moment choices, not simply lack of opportunity. Uh, this has never happened before and I'm grateful for your good influence. But it has been done completely in secret and here lies my request to you. Matt, it's discouraging when you tell me that I will fail, will relapse, will relapse, uh, cannot do it this way. It's disheartening to hear you dismiss whatever small accomplishments I have made simp simply as white knuckling or of being of little real value. You use this kind of absolute language often. Now, you may well be right. This way may not succeed. I don't question that you've seen it fail more times than not. I believe that you believe that this is an important message for your listeners. I believe that this is, in fact, an important message to your listeners. But for me, the thought of disclosure is far more adversive than the problem itself. I'll even acknowledge that this is based on two of your lies, quote unquote, that I'm different or that if anybody knew the real me, they would reject me. But these are not lies to me. 
making my uh, making my outside self match my inside self, as you say, uh, is unimaginable. My request is that you simply consider changing the language, not the message. Instead of using such absolute language as you will fail, can you phrase it more like you're more likely to fail or you will make it so much harder? Perhaps that's even more accurate since you can't know everyone in every circumstances. I will continue to listen to your podcast whether you grant this request or not, it's still an important listening for me. And I again, thank you for your time and effort and wish you the best, Jack. Well, Jack, thanks for writing this email. Uh, this is good feedback. Now, I can't speak for every episode. Now, you've just listened to all the episodes in about four or five months. So I'm sure there's, there's, um, I'm sure there's plenty of episodes where I speak and black and white terms or where I use absolutes. And I might be thinking about certain situations. I might be thinking about certain people. And so I definitely, I'm sure have come off as saying, you know, this is right for all, or this is the way it's supposed to be. Now I have some strong feelings about this. Now for me, it, it comes out of two things. It comes out of my own experience and it comes out of my faith. Um, for me, it was really important to be known at a deep level, not just by my wife, but other people in my life. I felt like a hypocrite through most of my life. And this wasn't religious guilt. This is, I did not feel, uh, I did not feel integrated as a person. I felt like I had this hidden dark secret that kept me separated from people. And so the idea that recovery, a recovery path could be done in secret for me would just continue to keep me separated and isolated. And so I didn't want that. Now, I didn't ask for it, actually. My wife caught me downloading pornography, which exposed the secret, and then I chose to walk out the path of being known. I chose disclosure and continual disclosure as a way to get healing. So... You know, but I don't know. I don't know if, if I didn't get caught, who knows? Maybe I would have kept doing it. Maybe I would have kept trying to recover in secret. I'm not sure. But that's what worked for me. So now when you hear those first episodes, now I've been doing this three years now. So if you listen to episode one, it's called Coming Clean. I'm a big proponent of telling on yourself, of just throwing it out there that you have this problem. I still think that's important for a lot of guys to do. Now, is that the first step in recovery? Maybe not. Maybe there's a little more of a toe dip in the water strategy. Maybe there's some things you can do, some choices you can make to start to get some recovery without you know, dropping a bomb in your life, so to speak. And then when it comes to disclosure with your wife, I've also been given some you know, thoughts from therapists and other people in my life, some more professionals who talk about how disclosure can be very powerful, uh, but it can be very damaging if it's done in an unhealthy way. For example, just, you know, pulling your wife aside who has no idea that this is coming and, and then just um, by yourself with her, just going through a laundry list of all the things you've done, maybe is not the best way to do disclosure. And, you know, I've heard of guys doing disclosure in healthy, you know, supportive counseling situations where there's a, a therapist there to help. 
Um, there's all different ways that you could do disclosure uh, that might be safer. And, and, and truthful, uh, when I work with clients who haven't had disclosure with their wives and they're considering it, a question that I say is, what kind of support would your wife need if you were to do a full disclosure? What would she need, not just... Uh, you know, not just in the moment, but what would she need ongoing to deal with this? And, and then I also asked the question, what would you need if you went into disclosure? Um, what would you, uh, what, what would be important for you to have in place? A lot of times guys, I think, start to do disclosure first and there's no other tools that they have in their life. They don't have a plan. They're not going to a group. Um, there's just not a lot of safety. So then it just becomes this thing of, you know, now you and your wife are dealing with your mess and you don't have any tools to start moving forward and moving out of it. So it's hard to build trust when you don't even have any tools in place. So I get that, Jack, I get that. Now, if I was coaching you, a couple of questions I would, I would press you on is the cost. I would definitely dig into that. Um, you talk about having a lifelong relationship with porn. Well, the, the cost might not be a, a financial cost. It might not be a cost like a pain cost. But what did you use the porn for for 40 years? Was it to numb pain? Was it to deal with anxiety? Was it to avoid? Was it to procrastinate? And then what is the cost of those choices? Now, the porn very much might have been a solution for you. It was a way that you survived. It was a way that you dealt with, with um, powerful feelings. But what's the cost of that? What's the cost to you? And I would press you also on your why. I get that you don't, uh, your wife deserves better. But what do you deserve? What, why, why is it important for you to let go of porn? And, and hey, we don't have to call it an addiction. We can call it a bad habit. But why is it a bad habit? What is it about it that you are uncomfortable with? Right? I would keep digging into those questions. And I feel like you're on the cusp of that. I feel like just even in your email here, you're processing. So I appreciate that you actually took the time to write an email. I think that's a great step. You're telling me, you're connecting with me, and you're processing through these things, even if you're mad at me, <laughs> even if you're kind of uh, pissed off at me, or not maybe not pissed off, but you want to tell me this. So, so here's the thing. I'll try not to have absolutes, but I can't promise. I mean, this is a podcast where... As I said, you know, I started this podcast today getting a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. This is my preparation today. Dunkin' Donuts coffee and then watching Power 106 freestyle videos. Okay, so it's not like I scripted out everything I'm going to say. So I might say something that, you know, doesn't fit for you. That's fine. Keep the good. Uh, get rid of the bad. If there's something that you just don't totally agree with, just say, hey, that's Matt's opinion. This is a podcast, right? I, I'm not. I'm not NPR or the New York Times, right? This is a podcast, so yeah, I might say absolutes, um, but don't, don't, um, don't give in to the lie that you're completely unique. And I, I can't tell if you agree with that or if you you kind of can see that maybe you're agreeing with that. 
I'm not sure. Uh, but whatever it is, don't agree with those lies. Keep asking yourself hard questions. Why am I uncomfortable with this? Why has this always been a part of my life? Uh, you know, what, what, what would it mean for me to get rid of this? What would have to happen? What would have to be replaced? Just like we talked about in the last emo. Um, you know, what would have to be replaced? What's the, what's, go past the Band-Aid solutions. Uh, what would have to be replaced? Now you've gotten to hundred days, so I'm thinking that you're using some tools. Now you talked about, uh, you know, it's due entirely to a series of in the moment choices. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to push back on that in the moment choices. I don't see that working long-term now. I, how would you like me to say it? Uh, uh, I think that, let's see, you're more likely to fail. I'm using the exact words that you say. You're more likely to fail if all you're doing is in-moment choices. I think the best type of recovery, the best type of, of, um, of uh, a recovery path is one where you're anticipating rather than reacting. Uh, my favorite quote is from Tony Robbins. It's, Winners anticipate, losers react. Now, I'm not saying that you can't get some mindset shifts, get some tools, and make a lot of good choices in the moment. But a lot of times, that type of recovery runs out, either through motivate, you know, either we our environment changes or some of our motivation wanes, and we're, or we're just fatigued because it's late at night. And if we're just making in-the-moment choices, if we don't have a plan, if we don't have some structures in place, um, we will give in. And we will go back or relapse or go back towards the porn. So I think that it's better to create as much structure as you can in terms of anticipating threats and putting in tools. All right, last comment, Jack. I totally realize that disclosure, the idea of telling your wife is actually worse than not telling her, that, that it's more aversive than the problem itself. But here's one thing I would say. T for me, telling my wife and having my wife know about this area of my life was probably one of the biggest things that helped me get recovery. To really be known, to be loved, even in a weakness, and to have someone who actually is supporting me was really life-giving. And it also tied in with what I really wanted. What I really wanted was true intimacy. And even now, that's my biggest why. Now, you mentioned you know, being the same on the inside as on the outside. You said that's unimaginable. Well, that, that's sad because now I, I am the same on the inside and the outside. And it's not just exposing this addiction or this habit that I've had, this bad habit and looking bad. It's my, everything is exposed. My wounds, my weaknesses, the, the, the parts of me that weren't loved growing up now are seen on the outside it's not just all the dirty secrets. It's the good things that were obscured and hidden 
by me living a double life. My wife sees now all of me. She sees the, you know, the things I show people and the, the talent and the outward appearance, but she sees the deeper stuff, the places where as a kid I didn't feel lovable, the places of wounding, and she can actually love and help me in those areas, and so can other friends of mine. Even this podcast comes out of that. Do you understand? This isn't a, I'm not prescribing for you to just go humiliate yourself. I'm prescribing a a method of recovery that integrates all the parts of you, Jack. I'm, I'm saying, dude, what is it for 40 years that's kept you in porn? What are the emotions? What are the feelings? What are the wounds? Where's the pain? Wouldn't you like to deal with that in intimacy and in relationship and feel loved at a core level? Come on, man. Yeah, you got 100 days. Good. But I want you to feel loved at your core. I want you to feel good enough. I want intimacy. I want more for you. I mean, I'm not sitting in my office recording a podcast because I just want to tell people to not look at porn or to go tell their wives when they do something wrong. That's not why I do this. I want people to recover, to have healing. If this was just a bad habit, that you know, people just get stuck on. You know, what what's a bad habit? Playing Candy Crush? I wouldn't make 115 episodes. If this was just a little dalliance that you like to do, like you know, uh, collecting baseball cards or whatever, I, I, there wouldn't be a, a reason for me to make this many podcasts. But what I see is I see guys getting stuck. I see guys. I see guys getting overwhelmed by this and and then you know when they want to get help when they start to identify it as a bad habit as an addiction then they're struggling with these lies you know they're struggling with these things that keep them isolated and I don't want you to be isolated I want you to be known I want you to be loved and hey Your life doesn't have to be defined by your porn addiction. I'm not saying you have to put a a red letter P on your shirt and wear it around and tell everybody in your life. But, you know, the people that are closest to you, the people that love you, they should know something. That's what I think. That's that's my opinion. I mean, you you can... do, you don't have to listen to this podcast. I think you, you like listening, which is cool. But you don't, you don't have to take that. But I want more for you. I want more for you. I want more for your wife. Remember, you said that your wife deserves it. Why does she deserve it? Why? What does she deserve? What is it that you not doing porn does for her? Where's the, what, what is she not getting? Why is she not, she's not getting the whole you. If you're doing porn in secret, she's not getting all of you. She's only getting a percentage of you.
Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, I've said a lot. I've said a lot, Jack. So you got me fired up. Man, thanks for the email. And, you know, I'm just going to end the podcast right here. Like I, <laughs> I was going to work. I was going to do some other stuff today. I'm just going to end it right here. I'm going to end it right here. And, um, you know, if you want to send me an email, send me an email at matt at pornfreeradio.com. Let me know anything you want to keep private in case I want to read it on the air. And I can't promise how I'm going to respond. I'm, I mean, I'm feeling fired up today. So I can't promise. And I'll try to work on the language, Jack. I'll try to make it not as black and white. And I realize, you know, there's a lot of different circumstances out there. And I also recognize... You know, early on in my podcasting, I, I did have a very prescribed way that this should happen. And I might that might have come across. But I've worked with a lot of guys the last couple of years. I've gotten a lot of email. And I have seen things that work. And I, I have seen things that I don't think work. So that's what I'm going to share. And that's part of the podcast. So anyway, send me an email, matt at pornfreeradio.com. And uh, let me know if there's anything you want to keep private. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap up here. Next week episode, I'm going to tackle something that I get asked about a lot. And it's how to deal with objectifying women or objectifying men uh, when we're out in public. Now, we've done a few episodes. We did an episode, episode 17 with Craig Para. I've talked about this issue a couple times in other episodes. Well, I'm going to do a complete episode just on dealing with pornographic thoughts when we're in public and tools you can use. And we'll do that in episode 116. So we'll see you next week. Guys, take care, take hope, and take action. I almost forgot my catchphrase. All right, take hope and take action. Be good, guys. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.